Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th. All right, nothing like evening coffee. Dead. I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by the amazing, the legendary Daniel Roebuck! What? Or should I say Grandpa's bust? How are you? Hey, hey, hey there you are. Hey, everybody. Danny Robach here. Oh. I was just playing with myself. Oh, that, nice. As as one should, yeah. When one, when one has all their dreams come true, what can one do? Oh, Hello, man. Dan. It's so nice to be here with you and all your fellow Coloradian, color. La, 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 la. Yep, Coloradans. You, you hit it right on the head. Right on the head. <laughs> you were just out here a few weeks ago for Rocky I know. I, I was in Denver, and I got to hang out with one of my favorite Coloradans, uh, Creature Kid, uh, Adam Dougherty. You should have him as a guest on your show. That we, guy's we amazing. Are. Oh, yeah. he He is amazing. You guys are working on uh, Jungle of Darkness. Well, there I am, yes. Yeah. Oh my I can't wait to to hear more about that project and and, and where where that's at and in development. I know you guys the, the two of you have been working together for, for a while on that. I do he's the greatest uh human being. We're very proud of him. Uh he's been part of our family for uh many years. Uh and so we've watched him grow up and and but not grow more talented. The little son of a gun had all that talent when he was thirteen. The bastard! Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's amazing with uh, all all the puppetry that that uh, he uh, he's been able to uh, put into the world. It's 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 delightful. I I can't wait for it. But uh, you know, we'll we'll come back to that. Uh, but of course. You know, I want to open up and and just uh, you know, for for folks that uh, you know aren't familiar with the uh, with you know, your work, like like I am. Yeah. Uh, you know. Who are these people who are yeah. not familiar with my work? You yeah. have a lot of Where homework. It's yeah, uh, but, but tell us how how you got into you know acting and film uh, filmmaking. Uh, yeah, I, I remember your you know my first introduction to you was. Was Cave Girl all the way back in in the the mid early eighties? I think. 
I like to I like to keep props handy, but I'm never like this ready. Oh um, man, look at that! Remember what these are? Yes, laser disc. Oh, laser disc awesome. of Cave Girl. Are you cool enough to even see it? Look at that cave. Look at that young, <laughs> handsome boy. And now he's an old man. No, oh, oh, he's a handsome, uh, yeah, much more dignified man. Yes. Uh, uh, it could have ended awesome. here, by the way. It could have ended here, Dan. Thank oh. God. Uh, thank God it didn't. His yeah. plan was greater for me. Yeah, I, I remember, uh, I think my first viewing of that was uh, like Rhonda Shear's uh, USA Up All Night. Yeah, Up All Night. Yeah, yeah. She and, and uh, the great Gilbert Gottfried used to run it all the That's time. Right. That's right. I, I wanted to come on. We finally, I, I, I entreat people if they want to be entertained. I think it's fun. They could type in my name, Cave Girl, yeah. and uh, Vimeo. And we did the making of Cave Girls called Cave Girl, A Second Journey Back in Time. I think it's much more entertaining than the movie. And thats I say that respectfully. We all worked very hard on the movie. The writer-director worked hard on the movie. Everybody worked hard on the movie. But, uh, you know, sometimes they're winners and sometimes they're not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How did you get involved with Cave Girl? Was that actually well, your so, first story? It, yeah. It was, it, you can't even make it up. Yeah. Dan, it was literally my first film audition of my life. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when I mentor actors, I try not to tell this story first. Because yeah. first I talk about how hard it's going to be, uh, the sacrifices you're going to have to make. Don't make too many sacrifices. Don't forget to live your life. It's yeah. a struggle. Tell me about your struggle, Dan. Well, it took one film audition. <laughs> um uh, but I think everything turned out the way it was supposed to. So it was my first film audition. I can tell the story quickly if you like. I mean, are there filmmakers on your panel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple of people uh, chiming in. Oh, all right. So here's the story in a nutshell. The first audition, uh, uh, can I say a dirty word on this? Uh, you certainly can. We are not monetized, so feel free to you know say all kinds of fuckery. Well, no, I would. I'm only gonna. I try not to curse unless I'm quoting. Uh, there was a great, uh, great comedian, uh, Carl Ballantyne, and Carl Ballantyne is on McHale's Navy, and he did the great, the great Ballantyne was. I mean, he was a great, funny, brilliant comic. And would you believe, right before I went to the first film audition. I bumped into him at the bank in Hollywood. This is what's great when I moved to town about living in Hollywood. At the bank was Carl Ballantyne. And he, he always had a cigar, even though it wasn't lit. And uh, I said, Mr. Ballantyne, I can't even believe I'm bumping into you. Sir, I've stolen so much of your act and my magic act. I, I'm confessing now. I apologize. But, sir, Mr. Ballantyne, sir, you know, he must have thought I was a nut. I said, sir, I'm going to my very first movie audition. I'm an actor, and this is my first film audition I've ever been on. Do you have any advice for me? And he goes, yeah. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Just like that. So oh, that's great. because he told me that, I figured I better not embarrass him. Yeah. Um, so wow. 
you know, we had a, the callback audition. They had all these actors in a room. And I, I tell this story just to, to really kind of, this is a mentoring moment of mine because it, the story has some, some really value in a weird way. Um, I watched, uh, they read us saying never made a movie before. And the director, great guy, David uh, Oliver, uh, had never made a movie. And so they were auditioning us all together, like you might do at a community theater in Denver or Bethlehem, yeah. where I grew yeah. up. You know, yeah. I just nice. had come from 12 seconds before. And, uh, and so I'm watching actor after actor after actor. I'm reading for a little part a guy who plays a, a high school kid and I'm watching one actor after another. Cause their idea was the guy would be like, I was a <laughs> and then it would be like, and he'd be gorgeous. So I'm not really the hell and I'm yeah. not really gorgeous, but uh, I watched one guy after another. And I realized they're not getting any of the jokes. Yeah. Let's not say there was a, a lot of jokes, but they weren't getting one of the jokes. So um, everybody was done, you know, and mm -hmm. and everybody, all the actors, you know, they were all packing their stuff and getting, you know, getting ready to go. And everybody was getting up. And the director, David, said, does anybody else want to read for any anything else? Yeah. So he asked the question. This is the key to, to my stump speech to people who want to succeed. Right. He asked. A question. All that was required of me was an answer. Can I read for the lead? And then everybody was like, you know, they had to put their stuff down because he goes, sure, sure. Like, yeah. I, regrettably, because he asked and now, now we've got to read. So I read the first scene, true story, first scene. And he was like this. And he goes, read the second scene. And I read the second scene, and he was like, and I he said, read the third scene. I read it, and he was like this. And and I thought, well, God, how bad am I? So that was that. The movie, or the audition is over. And I go up to him, because I'm a neophyte. And I say, Mr. Oliver, sir, I just want to be in a movie. It's my dream come true. I'll play one of the cave people. I'm good with makeup. I can do my own makeup. I can show you how good I am at that if you want me to come back. And he was like, no, no, no. He goes, you're you're going to be in the movie. I just got to figure out how. That's what he said that day. Nice. And that was it. And his, his uphill battle was he had to convince Crown International, which hasn't been known for making, like, they haven't up to that point picked the best actor for any movie. Right. Uh, they picked girl with the biggest hoo-hahs or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, he had to compromise when he realized it was me. He had to convince them that it wasn't going to be a beautiful girl and a beautiful boy that to make the movie move a movie had yeah. to be an actor and a beautiful girl. So, and wow. he did. And I'm, I'll be forever grateful. A yeah. guy named Chuck Williams saw that movie uh, for a dollar in Tucson, Arizona then he had to go on a date and he went back the next day because he thought I was funny. Yeah. And it, he in California, it turned out he knew somebody who knew me and that person put us in touch and he, cool. he brought me to a management company. And then that management company, which has been the husband and wife have been my managers for 38 years. Uh, that guy, Wayne Rice, 
when River's Edge came down the pike, said, do you think you could play this character? Oh. And I said, you know, I could try. And that, I mean, it changed everything. So the end of the story, I, I, if you're still there, people, please, please be there. <laughs> I tell the cave girl story first to remind you that yeah. it's okay to answer the question. Certainly it's not okay to demand from people. Yeah. But it's okay to be the answer to a question asked. In fact, that's what all of us are looking for. We're not looking for your comments about the movies we're making. We're not looking for your point of view of how bad a writer I am. All I'm when I ask a question, then you'll know it's time to answer. Right. Um so right. Uh, uh yeah, so Cave Girl led to everything. Man, that's, to everything. That's that's great. You know, we, when uh, when we were, uh, you know, before we came on, you know, I was uh, bringing up, of course, you know, dudes and just revisiting that. And I, I forgot, you know, I mean, because I think the last time I saw it was like 20 years ago uh, in art school. You know, it was right along the time when I was being introduced to Repo Man. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, they were all this yeah. wonderful punk rock ethos. And, you know, Penelope Spears, uh, Spheris uh directed uh you know dudes and uh i forgot that flea was in there and yeah you know, you know, she had she had directed uh the decline of western civilization which was a punk rock musical and a, about that same time we also had alex cox brilliant like yeah, the, yeah, repo man so it would have been after repo man and then we oh. had then we had uh um sid and nancy that's right um, oh my yeah. god that's right it's a really interesting time to be around and john crier who is my co-star in dudes is uh so much more musically inclined than i was uh, admittedly i'm a bit of a you know how they you know mm -hmm. pulp fiction which was yeah. like from the yeah. from the flintstones you right. know i'm a square Me i've always too. been a square uh and uh i'm not really that hip um, and in fact, that was part of Penelope's tour when people come to the set. She'd say, and this is Dan Roebuck. He he's married and he goes to church and he went to Catholic school and he doesn't do drugs. She was very excited to show <laughs> I'm standing there with the mohawk. Right. Oh God, what a with flea. Oh, what a what a Michael Belzeri, what a fun character. Yeah. Oh. Dare Delvis, dude, Dare Delvis, he popped up. Mm -hmm. He's still alive, the great Pete Wilcox. Nice. He popped up, guess where he was living? Where's in that? a Winnebago, just like in the movie. Holy now he God. lives in a house. But when we yeah. found him again, he was traveling around the country doing Elvis, living in a Winnebago. Oh, wow. He can't, he can't make it up. That's well, And you've got uh, Lee Ving, who... Uh, oh, yeah, Lee, Ving, yeah. The, the main, uh, you know, gangster. Main villain. The late what I love about Lee Vang, Lee Vang, he talked like this. He goes, I'm Lee Vang. He talked like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. One day I was saying, Lee, where are you from specifically? <laughs> I think he said Philadelphia. <laughs> I thought, you're from 42 miles from where I'm from. Why do you talk like that? Right. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Big Lee Vang fan. A good guy. A good guy. Yeah. I, I think the band, I think Fear is still around. They're still touring, too. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder yeah. what that show would be like. It'd be too loud for me. I mean, the truth is, I go see Rob Zombie. I put in earplugs. I can't take it. I'm just like, 
Could you, you know, I'm like the guy at the band. Could you play lower? Play it low. We're trying to talk. Yeah. No one's here to hear you. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's, that's, that is me as well. I'm usually in the back balcony as far as I can go with, you know, with earplugs in as, as well. Yeah, it's it's yeah. such a, a young man's game, you know. Yeah, going everything. Have you noticed, Dan? Everything's a young man's game. We, where, where my father lives in Pennsylvania, he lives at the end of his street, you know, a nice street, but at yeah. the bottom is a bar, you know, yeah. that we all used to go to. And when I'm, you know, I'm visiting him, and it's like nine thirty. I'm leaving his house. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna go home and go to sleep. What are these people? They're just parking. They're just getting to the bar, right? And I'm right. going home to to lay down. <laughs> yeah, just just as Grandpa would, right? Yeah, why? Sure. Yeah, that's how I sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and, and with the the monsters, you know, kind of jumping you know, ahead, you know, way ahead from uh, from dudes to to the monsters. I I have to say that, um, you know. Uh, the the version of the monsters that you guys you know uh came out with i it was it was such a surprise to me i was so delighted when i saw that on netflix um you know I, and, and i i i told you this when when i met you at rocky mountain nightmares i'm like you know it's like wow the the trailer hit and you know it's just like what what happened and then and then when when netflix released it it was just, you know, such a delight. It's so charming. It's so endearing. Yeah, you know, the the fun campiness, you know, to it. Yeah, you know, which which you get with the original, but but here, you know, it's just it's just so engaging. I've watched it probably seven times now since Thank I came you. out. And I uh, I, uh, I I'm so proud of what we did. I'm so proud of what Rob Zombie did. Uh, and what Jeff did, and especially what Sherry did, yeah. and uh, I had it easiest. You know, I I was exactly like the guy. I was his height, yeah. I was his weight, was, yeah. and uh, although he was thirty uh, something, thirty eight or thirty seven when he did it, mm-hmm. uh, I was older. But we 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 kind of filled in the same space, and I knew him and. Grandpa is more ageless than in that version. Herman and Lily had to play younger yeah. people, yeah, because uh, they weren't who they are in the series yet. I I thought it was brilliant. I there's yeah. there's been a, multiple TV movies. Now the problem with the TV movie is it's like um, they're always great actors, always great actors, but they take what would be a half hour premise and they make it an hour and a half movie. Right. What Rob did, because he's a filmmaker, first and foremost, he thought, what couldn't have been done yet? And yeah. the story he told, not it's not really a prequel because the, our version of them doesn't exist, but it's right. a, you know, origin story. And I think he was greatly, smartly brilliant to do it. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. I, I hope you guys get the get the opportunity to revisit it because now I'm intrigued to, you know, like how far along does little Eddie come along, you know, baby Eddie and, and, and all that, especially seeing like Lester in the flesh uh, too. Yeah, and, like, and he gave them, he gave fans everything. Yeah. Lester, he gave them, he gave them uh Zombo, you know, right. And uh, uncle Gilbert, none of which were easy, you know, to, 
you know, pull off. Uh, they had an actor fall out for Lester and then uh, Uncle Gilbert, you know, at one point, Rob, I, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school. He essentially said, you have to deal with this. I don't have time to deal with it. If if you can't get the right mask here, we can't put it in the movie. So, right. You know, right. I got I got on the, you know, I'm, I'm emailing, you know, Universal's legal trying to figure out what really the problem is. But anyway, and then what a great ending to the story. It's yep. Creature Kid's mask that yep. he sculpted when he was 12 years old is yep. Uncle Gilbert in the movie. Nice. That That is so cool to, to see that in there. Oh, man. Oh, I'm, awesome. I'm like a beaming like a father's pride. Yeah. I'm yeah. just so <laughs> proud of the kid. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you've been working with you know Rob Zombie for for a little bit ever since like uh, Devil's Rejects. You, you know, you you pop up in, yeah. in, in his film, so you guys have a, a pretty good uh, relationship. The um, you know, did Rob ever say what was it about you know, you that that uh, really conveyed Grandpa uh, to him? No, we never had that talk. You when. When someone offers you a movie, the first thing you say is yes. Yeah. And yeah. you never say why. Okay. Um, why do you want me? Yeah. Uh, but uh, look, Dan, mm -hmm. you you've you spent a little time with me. You may have a sense of my my character, my my attitude. I'm a hardworking person. Yes, you are. I am. Just I am like the actor version of the middle class, just like everything that every politician tells us never. They always say middle class, middle class, and we're right. always screwed. Yep. And don't I, not to give a little. I want to tell you, if you're the middle class right now, you're screwed. And they did it to us. Everything they told us was a lie. They ruined our businesses. They shut down our churches, everything. So no matter who you voted for, I don't care. I'm saying don't trust any of them yeah. uh, because we're screwed. So uh, I'm a middle-class, hardworking actor or director or writer or producer. Whatever I'm doing, I do it the way my father and my mother taught me to do it. 150%, 150% of the time. And that's just how I do it. So Rob has seen me. I jump into anything he said. I mean, he doesn't, I don't, Whatever he wants me to do, I'll do. I, I make jokes about the brevity of the roles, yeah. suggesting that others let me star in movies. I am a movie star. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Rob kills me in the first five minutes and lets others star in the movie. Uh, but it's always a joke. Uh, and he did say, he said, you're not allowed to complain anymore. He did make that clear. Yeah. It's nice. just like, you know, I have an honorary funeral director's degree. I got after oh. I made the movie Getting Grace. Yeah, yeah, what? that's right. I'm a funeral director. And they made a point of mentioning. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They mentioned <laughs> seven or 800 times that I was yeah. not allowed to embalm anybody. Yeah. <laughs> though I had a degree. They felt right. compelled to mention. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, Rob, you know, Rob has mentioned I'm not allowed to complain about the brevity of my role. Yeah. But I'd work with a guy anytime. And, and, you know, I'm just so, when the monsters came out, I was really heartbroken mm -hmm. for him because there's a thing that's happening now where there is an evil at work 
And I don't, I can't believe it's always real people either. Is it robots? What if they program these damn social media things to do? Right. Right. You can't, you watch the monster seven times and this is a genre you love. Mm -hmm. Children watch the monsters 20 times. Their yeah. parents tell me, who yeah. are these people who hated the monsters? Who are these people that every time the monsters is mentioned, they have to say, I couldn't watch five minutes. And then the next guy goes, I couldn't watch two minutes. And and I think it 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 plays it that somehow it's 50-50, which is exactly what they do with, with uh, elections, politics. don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. do you really believe it's 50-50? Do you really believe 50% yeah. of the people in this world want socialism? I don't. So when it comes to the monsters, I thought something's going on here because people love this. They yeah. love this movie. So the people who hate it either aren't in on the joke or, I mean, the weird comments. Like, right. this is nothing like the original show. No, it's it's everything like the original show. It, it really is. The, you know the the campy you know humor and you know the yeah the it's it's very lively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Angela here says uh, she's watching it again tonight. Yeah. You know, oh, thank you, Angela. Performances all around. Oh, thank um, you, Angela. That's gracious. Thank you. Yeah, she. Uh, we we've got a couple of comments that are coming in that I wanted to share. So she also uh, you know. Uh, oh, thank you, Angela. Story and advice to actors. And yeah, I've been writing a book, by the way. I know tangential to that. Oh, yes, filmmakers here. Hello, Elisa. Yeah. Um, I'm writing a book called The Audition is the Job and Other Truths that I've Learned in the Land of Make-Believe. Um, and I was so excited to get it out. I was almost done. And then this thing you may or may not have heard of COVID hit. And yep. then they they don't audition how we used to audition. We used to go. I think right. some, some of this is also my age and they're, you know, they're casting less of me and more of something else now. But, uh, and I get offered a lot of movies. So obviously I don't audition for the ones I'm offered, but uh, they don't audition the same way. Casting directors don't want to go back to work. They want to mm. sit at their house and cast us in movies, which just, is just do it. Find, I've directed three movies since COVID hit. And I, the idea of casting, uh, you know, obviously, like in Tuesday's Flu, we have John Grice and and uh, we have um, uh, Ross Ross Marquand and Jackie Earl Haley. And obviously, they were offered roles, but all the right. other parts, I I you know, I watched tapes and met actors. Yeah, yeah. You got to meet actors. You got to see them. Well, yeah, you you definitely need to you see them in person to, to to you know get a sense of you know their personality and and what uh, what their range is. You don't always get that you know through through the Zoom, you know. And you and you all I and you believe it or not, I'm there's another thing that I'm always concerned about. I want to know their heart. I really yeah. just want to know because, uh, like, say these weren't you know that wasn't that. But when I make my movies. Uh, that we make through our channel of peace, which is our faith-based movies. I, you know, I don't have the time, energy, or opportunity right. to wrestle with an ego. Uh, yeah, because I don't. You can't afford it. Read, right. read the book Wired, and 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 read how you know John Landis. Whether you're a fan of his or not, you know yeah. he's got 500 extras. He's got 700 actors. He's yeah. got all these. And Belushi is too stoned to come out of the trailer. And there's right. no time. 
for that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy making. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most so people, yeah. anyway, we're talking about a lot of stuff, but uh, no, you no. asked me questions. I'm talking no, too much. Good. That's good. The, uh, you know, you know kind of, you know, going back to, uh, you know, your, your feature films that you've directed, can, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your experience, uh, like, you know, you know directing, uh, getting grace because that was your first feature that you directed, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That was a miracle. My God. I got a great script from Jeff Lewis cool. out of Michigan. Uh, and then he and I rewrote the script over many, many years. And, uh, the movie we finally made, I always thought we had to wait to make it because the girl who played Grace had to be in the exact right place to make it. Like, I don't think the movie is as good as it could be if I don't have Madeline Dundon as Grace. And that's kind of the magic that you learn when casting or making movies. You know, there's a time and... And so I feel that like it took a seems like it took a while to get it going, yeah. you know, comparative to the second movie, which we wrote in July, prepped in August, shot in September and October. Nice. Uh, and that was only because we we wanted to fill a hole that we were going to make a movie. And then when COVID hit, we couldn't make the bigger movie. So we thought we'll make a smaller movie. And then my daughter, Grace and I, that was amazing writing and directing with her. Um, cool. We you know, we did not really write a smaller movie because it took place in 1972 and we had a very intricate bank robbery. And then we had to move between 72 and 2022. And we're about, you know, it was a little yeah. crazy making um, and not a small movie, but we still got it, you know, got it done. Um, but getting grace, uh, I invite people, they could see it on Amazon. You know, you buy it for four bucks. You could also watch it on Tubi. Uh, yeah. or YouTube for free, but then you got commercials. And I would say it's an emotional, a funny, funny and emotional movie. So maybe best to pay the three bucks and watch it all at once. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And, and uh, you know, you're also coming out with, uh, you know, Lucky Louie as well. That's the most recent. Lucky Louie we have in the theaters right now. Um, I don't think it's in Colorado this weekend, but we just had it in, in LA this weekend and Whoa. sold out a couple, a couple of the nights, which was amazing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, so I make these movies step one, be entertaining. Yeah. Step two, have a, a have a, a positive effect on the audience. Yeah. Step one, be entertaining. We're, we're living in a world now, and I'm going to give you my opinion because I'm your guest. Yeah. And I, I, I felt, feel like artists really have to start talking about this because mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's gotten out of hand. We, we, we have a Hollywood system that is working in collusion with uh, a government in some way, and mm -hmm. they're creating woke. And I mean, woke to the point where something's not entertaining anymore because how about this? If you know what you're going to read in the newspaper, are you going to read the newspaper? Mm -hmm. You're not. Yeah. So we got to make movies where we surprise people. I'm not surprised by anything I see on TV or okay. I think we're, we're making movies that no one will remember. We're making TV shows that no one will remember. Mm -hmm. No one will remember them. Like you remember, the money. You know, I mean, because it's not 
it's not that. Right. It's right, like right. the old, you know, sure, I make movies sure. that I want them to be entertaining, and you'd be yeah. surprised that they have a very uh, egalitarian and uh, ecumenical point of view. But man, if you're not entertained, if I have, I like Lucky Louie's a mystery movie. So cool. you, I want you to be figuring out the mystery and enjoying the performances and having aha moments at the end when we explain it all to you. Yeah. And, and is the guy a Christian and does he teach a Bible study? And, you know, does he sometimes say things that a person who teaches a Bible study might say? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Is it overbearing? Never. Okay. Because I yeah. just won't write like that, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want anybody – I want you to be entertained by my movie. I want to be entertained by Marvel movies. I want to be right. entertained by Indiana Jones. Right. But every, I, I'm, I'm afraid of what's coming. Right. I, I have a sense that we're going to be lectured a little in a, in, in a, by a character that should only be concerned with archaeology. Right, right. Uh, well, in 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 with that, with uh, like uh, IPs, uh, yeah, you also have your character uh, in uh, in Star Wars, yeah, the the video games, right? Yes, thank God. <laughs> that yeah, uh, I I forget. Yeah, his yeah, there he is, Grease Grease Dritus. Look oh, how happy so cool. he is. Yeah, he oh, he looks so fun. Uh, but but you've also been you know popping up in like uh, when uh, The Walking Dead you know, came on some of the oh, yeah I did the series. the yeah we did the that was the thing that's my buddy Greg Nicotero he really is a buddy yeah. and I do love him but he never mentioned to his friend Danny that if I did the little Walking Dead webisodes that I couldn't be on the show <laughs> oh damn it. So I was never on the show. I, but you know, I was pitching. I'm like, come on! I, you know, we shave the beard. I wear, dye the hair. I'm the guy's brother. Yeah. Everybody has a brother. My brother looks just like me. <laughs> Why can't oh. we do that? Yeah, he you said, were perfect. Yeah, yeah. You, you could have been, uh, you know, Daryl Dixon's uh, cousin. Sure, I could have come in as that, or yeah. I could have been Ross Marquand's boyfriend. Oh, there but you no. Go. Dude. No, they went with someone else. No, curse it. Uh, well, you know they they they're still turning out shows, so they might bring you back. Well, we'll see. Are they? We'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm the good news is for a sixty year old guy, I'm busier than I've ever been. Good. Uh, and that's you know, to my filmmakers out there, I say never stop creating, and that's right. that's why I'm busy. But even as an actor, you know, yeah. uh, I've had a great. I mean, I've had a great career. Uh, but there were times, if it was a little slow, I did a play, or I started a theater company, or I, you know, I I made documentaries. I mean, I've always had, and then and then even when it's busy. I can't just, you know, I'm on a TV series. We did that minute with Stan Hooper. And simultaneously, I was making the Monsteramas for Monsters HD, which was interstitial programming that we were doing. Uh, and on, you know, the week off, all the other actors did nothing. They relaxed. They got pampered. They swam in their pools. And I was driving around the country with John Skirchuk filming wax museums. Yeah. Uh, and so – Always something to do, something entertaining, something enjoyable, uh, something to keep me busy. And then I have two gorgeous, beautiful, lovely children. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, being a father to them is a job I relish too. Yeah. And, and you're able to, to work two, with. And I'm sorry, two stepchildren I shouldn't ignore. Yeah. Uh, and being a father to them is a job I enjoy. Nice. Well, and, and you know, when we met with, uh, you met up at Rocky Mountain Nightmares and you were hanging out with, with Adam, uh, you, you speak about him with such reverence, you know, it's in such love. Um, it was, it was very touching. Uh, yeah. And I, I knew you guys had a relationship, um, but I, I didn't realize how close it was. Yeah. And, and uh, people should understand we're talking about uh, a familial family relationship. Yeah. Uh, Adam, Adam, um, you know, he came to us, he was discovered by my friend, John Gilbert at a very early age. And, uh, you know, John's a family man. I'm a family man. Adam's parents let Adam come hang out with us uh, on, uh, you know, come to Monster Paloozas and these. And, you know, we took care of him. And I had kids just a little younger than him, which I, I think gave mom and dad, you know, also the inclination that he could be trusted. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we could be trusted, not he could be trusted. And, and, uh, you know, then his dad passed away at some point, and it was this interesting situation where he had these, you know, people older, you know, I knew what a, I, you know, it's hard to be a boy in this world. Uh, all we hear about is how hard it is to be a girl. It's really hard to be a boy, you know. There's a there's a lot of pressure, mm -hmm. a lot of pressure nobody ever talks about. And, and you know, you're yeah. to be a father, uh, do you have kids, Dan? Uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to just to be an uncle. You're an and uncle. All right. Well, you, you know, we have, there's a lot of moral, uh, you know, you teach them logic and morals and, right. you know, you want them to be not Adam never needed those conversations, but my son and I have meant, you know, we've had multiple conversations about a right yeah. path and a wrong path. Right. So anyway, Adam's a, What's incredible is he surpassed all of us, like with his talent, you know, he's, he's the next Rick Baker and that's a fact. Yeah. And he's, he's got the vision and the talent to do it. Plus he wants to be a filmmaker. So maybe he's the next yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah. You know, maybe he's going further. Yeah. Uh, his, his artwork uh, is, is definitely has that, that stylization where when you see it, you know, just like you would see, like you said, Tim Burton, you know, you, you know, his style, yeah, you know, it's Adam, right. Jim Henson, you know, his, yes, style. yes, yes. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Adam is, is definitely in that arena too. I mean, yes, he's in good yes. company with, with that, you know, you see it, you know, it's him, his, he or his, and his studio produced that. Um, yeah. So I, I can't wait for the world to, to see more of his works. And I can't wait for the world to, to see, you know, your collaboration with him in, in jungle of darkness. I, I know that's, yeah. uh, you know, that's, you know, a little ways off, but, uh, can you tell us anything about that? Well, it's, uh, you know, he's, he's got a, he's building these elaborate sets. It's a very silly, funny story about, a you know, a, a, a kid's journey, you know, professor Sheridan, the guy I play, you know, is unfortunately stuck and I don't want to say where or how, but he's stuck in life and uh, things don't look good for him. So yeah. uh, 
I think uh, he's still working on the script, but whatever it is, it's going to be perfect. And, nice. you know, we'll, we'll have a great collaboration and I'll do anything the kid wants. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when you guys uh, actually start work on it, hopefully it'll be at the, at the studio just down the street from us. Yeah, uh, you're, you're nearby. Uh, well, I think uh, he's, he's, he's finishing another movie. Right. Uh, I, couldn't take any pictures, but there was a lot of amazing stuff cool. in there. Uh, but he's finishing that movie over the next few months. And I, I would guess we'd get to it. He'd start production before the end of the year or early next year, I would think. Nice. Oh, that's that's cool. Well, you know, let, let us know when you're in uh, Colorado next so we can come. And, cool. and we can, uh, I can be a live guest. I can actually sit next to you in the amoeba. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, yeah, uh, yeah. That that would be exciting. That would be really cool because it is. I said I want to tell people. I said to Dan before we went on the air, if you've seen Fantastic Voyage with Raquel Welch and Donald Pleasance, I said, what are you inside that guy's body? Because Donald Pleasance, when he buys it, it's something like that. That kind of remember he's like, "Ah!" it's like some virus killer. I'm in somebody's kidney. Oh, they you're got in there. Oh, hey, oh, hey, you're my be my. It's like the Rick and Morty where they put the amusement park. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> what kind of, what kind of people are they that write that show? We just, yeah, we, it's, well, I, I'm sure Disney is not too far off from that. It's like, hey, that's like a good idea. We should invest in that. <laughs> well, yeah, let's let's look into this. Oh, geez. Oh man, that's that's awesome. But uh, yeah, again, uh, I, I want to yeah just say uh, thanks so much for for giving us uh, you know Grandpa. Uh, uh, yeah, what a I, blessing! I I absolutely enjoyed your performance. I fell in love with it, and I hope uh, you know keep uh, keep writing Rob. It's like, hey, we need more monsters. Yeah, they had a TV series. Yeah, it's not. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> I know Jeff. Jeff and I would both love that. Ah, uh, and Jeff was wonderful as Herman, and Sherry yes. was a delight as Lily. You know, it was it was great, fun casting. And the nice thing is, you guys are all friends and work together pretty often. Yeah, it's a real, it's really great. That that's so cool. Um, yeah, Daniel, uh, we're about out of time, but yeah, okay. thank you so much for being so generous with your time and coming on, and and yeah, and go collect your own you know, action figures of Grandpa. Well, come on. I mean, what kind of person would collect their own action figures? I'm not that type of person. <laughs> that is awesome. I would never do it. Um, that yeah, the the detail on those. Uh, I saw those in person at, at your booth. Uh, they, you know, no, dude, that's they got my. I don't know how they got my hips down. I know the guy who sculpted it did a perfect job. Um, anyway, listen to all your viewers, your watchers. Uh, thank you for, for watching our little show. And I look forward to meeting everybody at conventions or wherever. And uh, keep creating. Keep creating. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, good words for, for everybody you know, out there, you know, being creative. And, and that's what this show is about is learning more about, uh, you know, creators in, in the horror genre. I love it. Uh, awesome. Yeah, Dan, if you could, uh, you know, stick around for a few minutes while we sign off. Uh, again, thanks for being so generous and being such an amazing inspiration. Awesome. You're very kind. Thank you so much. I'll be hey. here. 
And uh, to everybody that tuned in tonight, thanks so much, guys. And of course, to our sponsors, to Mutiny Information Cafe. If you're going to start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. And of course, uh, Hellfire Entertainment. Thanks for rebroadcasting us on your social media, to Groovy TV, and of course, to uh, Angela Joseph uh, Productions and Alien Donut Films, to Bill and Angela over there, respectively. Uh, thanks so much, guys. And uh, to my producers, Lily Fisher, Amanda Armstrong, and Stefan Santa Cruz. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good night, everybody. Be good, be kind, help each other out during tough times, and stay spooky. We'll see you next.